It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for week 11. And the best part is you get to play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites, on all the DFS sites. Because you're always trying to figure out, okay, where should I start this guy the value and I don't have enough money to do all that stuff. It doesn't happen on draft. You get a selection of every premium player. You just got to be the smartest one in the room. It's a six-player snake draft, so you get in, you get out. Tournaments start from $1 to $1,000 to everything in between. Three-person drafts, six-person drafts, on and on. The options are limitless. And all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. All you have to use is promo code BGNR. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using promo code BGNR. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN Radio listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. Welcome into the 14th episode of the Counterpoint Podcast, brought to you by BGN Radio and BGNRadio.com. I'm your host, Jack Fritz, as always. And guys, I got engaged last weekend on Sunday, and yes, I did that shit on a bye week. Because you know what? It's kind of birds fan I am. I can't be taking you know a, a Sunday off or a weekend off. On the weekends, I'm fully focused on that next game. But the bye week was coming up. I was like, I need to do this soon. Got other things going on. 
So I popped the question on a bye week. Now, it only took her about 10 minutes afterwards to realize, like, oh, you did this on a bye week. Really? And I said, yes, I did. Because I knew that my sole attention would be on you. It's a good spin zone on me. Um, don't worry for the superstitious crowd out there. I already have that covered. Um, I'm a very superstitious man. We've, we've talked about this a lot in this trust tree that is this podcast. Um, we've talked about it. Me and my now fiance. Her name's Jill. It's Jack and Jill. All right. So don't talk shit. Okay. It's Jack and Jill. I've heard a thousand times. I've been dating for like nine years. So yeah, we all get your Jack and Jill jokes out of the way. Okay. So yes. So we are Jack and Jill, real life Jack and Jill. But I are, I explained to her that, listen, the Eagles are eight and one with Jack as a not engaged man. If the Eagles lose two straight, that ring's coming off. I can handle one loss. One loss is not messing with the mojo. And and I'm going to apologize in advance if this screws up the mojo of the Eagles season. Am I, am I jeopardizing the Eagles season by getting engaged and messing up that superstition? Lord, I hope not. But I already explained to her, two straight losses, rings coming off until after the season, after that Super Bowl, and then we'll get another ring. Two rings for the price of one. Although, I mean, that'd be a legendary year. I mean, two rings for me? For Fritz? That's a, a big year. I'll tell you what. It, and Jill's cool because, <clears throat> you know, when you're, as a as a diehard Eagles fan, like everyone that listens to this podcast, like you guys are all diseased Eagles fans. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you're not a, you're not a, like diehard's not the word. Diehard's like, yeah, I watch every Sunday. And sometimes I listen to sports talk radio during the week just to hear what they're saying. Fucking diseased fan is watching the game twice during the week, rewatching it, uh, thinking about that game, doing things on Sunday to make the day go faster. I would literally work out on Sundays just to make the day go faster, and I never work out. Um, just like I would do anything in my power to make that day go by faster just to get to game time. That's a disease, Eagles fans, and I know the people listening to this podcast. And you know, you know, if you if you go out in public and you see people wearing Eagles gear, you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. You're an Eagles fan, or like you hear people over you overhear people talking about the Eagles, and you're like, oh my god, this is killing my ears. As a diseased fan, I know what you're going through because that's how I am. I hate hearing people talk about the Eagles in public because it's like you don't know what you're talking about. But, and I think as a diseased Eagles fan. You have one of two choices as a, as a member of the diseased cult that is an Eagles fan. One path is a girl that knows absolutely nothing about the Eagles and doesn't really care about the Eagles. Or the other is, they are diseased with you. Anything in the middle, if they're like Fugazi clapping, oh my God, I would rather be single for life than a Fugazi clapper during my Sundays when I'm just trying to watch the Eagles and drink some beer. Although in college, I did not drink beer during Eagles games because it made me so nervous. And I didn't like nervous beers. Now, after the game, that's a different story. But during the game, nervous beers, not a thing for me. But Jill is on the, is on the, 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 <laughs> the spectrum of, I don't care about the Eagles. I don't know why you care so much. That spectrum, which is so much better than the, hey, let's watch the game together spectrum. Trust me. Trust me on that one. Um... That's just how I feel. Now, and if you listen to this podcast, you probably feel the same way. We're both diseased in the same kind of way. Now that that's out of the way, now that I, I exposed myself to you, 
as the leader of the said podcast and the 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 head honcho of this trust tree it it's time to it's time to have some real talk about this Eagles team and and with with, with Eagles fans in general because what are we so what are we so afraid of people are, there there's so much like like nervous tension around this team and i just don't get it like Having that quarterback should give you all the confidence in the world. Having that quarterback should give you all the confidence. What are we afraid of other teams for? What are we afraid of? We need to start puffing our chest out as the new dogs in the NFC because it's not like Carson Wentz is all gonna, us all of a sudden going to suck. It's not like that front seven is all of a sudden going to suck. Like, what are we afraid of? There's, there's so many false narratives. The bye week... You think this team's going to come out flat in Dallas with that quarterback? Like, what are, what are you talking about? Carson Wentz is the leader of this team. He's a leader of men. We always talk about leader of men. We were worried about Doug Peterson not being the leader of men. Well, guess what? That guy's a leader of men, for Christ's sake. Carson Wentz is the same way. The bye week? Like, we're, we're making up things to get scared about with this team because we have this Negadelphia mindset that we have to shed. We have to shed this mindset. It is over. Those days are over. Shed the mindset. Don't be afraid of a bye week coming out slow in Dallas on Sunday night football. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys are going to be desperate, but holy shit, they don't have a left tackle. They started Chaz Green, who allowed six sacks to Adrian Claiborne, who blows... Now he's gonna go up against Derek Barnett, Vinny Curry, or Brandon Graham, or Chris Long. What? And then guess what? They already said that if Tyron Smith can't go, then it's I I, I forget his name. I honestly forget his name. But if he's if he couldn't start over Chaz Green last week, he must suck ass. Bye week? We're worried about a bye week? Like what do we? I I don't. I will never understand that. And here's another thing. There is a bunch of false narratives going around about the NFC. Like, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. They are the best team in the NFC, and everyone else is trying to knock us off our pegs. Every one of those teams have flaws. The Eagles do not have a flaw right now. I know that's scared. I know that's, like, tough to say. The only semi-flaw the Eagles have is linebacking depth. And that's it. Joe Walker is not good at all. Terrible. Danelle Ellerby, former Super Bowl champ, may be in here to help. But, and I just, I just love that they brought in Ellerby, by the way. They're, they're, they're giving this team all the tools to go and bring that ring home. And I absolutely love that. I absolutely love it. But we're making up false narratives around the NFC. The Saints... Oh my God, they won six straight. Oh my God, Drew, Drew Brees isn't doing shit. He's handing the ball off. He's handing the ball off to, to, to Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, who are great. I agree. But what do the Eagles do? They stuff the run. Then it's going to be Drew Brees trying to beat us, which he might do. But I'll take that shot. Drew Brees doesn't have much left in the tank. And that defense, oh my God. It's, like, it's, it's the same exact thing as that Cowboys defense last year. It's like, oh, they're not that cheap. They're not that bad. Saints defense. And it's only because we were watching the, the worst defense in the NFC for a decade. And, it, and finally, the Saints actually put a team around Drew Brees, and it wasn't just Drew Brees trying to win games. Like, the Saints, I, I, I'm not, they're the biggest threat to the Eagles, but they don't scare me at all. If that's our biggest threat, the Vikings? 
People are talking about the Vikings? Guys, it's Case Keenum. Case Keenum. You always, if you're a gambling person, what is rule number one of gambling? You bet against backup quarterbacks in the playoffs. They don't do well. Case Keenum is a bad, he's a he's a, an average quarterback. A very good backup quarterback. He can win you some games. But like people are talking themselves into Case Keenum. Are you guys fucking kidding me? That guy stinks. You're telling me I'm going to worry about that? And Latavius Murray, who can't read holes in that offensive line, which is still garbage. Am I worried about Stephon Diggs? Sure. Adam Thielen, it might be a Jordan Nelson reincarnated. But guess what? Case Keenum's not getting the ball. That defense is fine. I don't think it's like unbelievable. It's certainly beatable. The Eagles just hung 51 points in the Denver Broncos. Just hung 51 points on the Denver Broncos. Now, Wentz only had 44 of that, and I guess that was because he was in the red zone. Whatever. Scott Caxmar, whatever your name is. Like, the Vikings. Like, what are we talking about? Now the Rams. They're still the Rams. Jared Goff's fine, but if you get pressure on Jared Goff, he's still not good. If he has time, he can shred you apart. He reminds me of a young Matt Ryan. It's fine, but get some pressure on his ass, and he's the same Jared Goff. Like, in the defense, Aaron Donald's a beast, but our offensive line is good. Also, another thing with the Rams is they're not having Jared Goff do much. Now, I know he's hung 51 on the Giants. That's fine. But it's still based around Todd Gurley. And what do the Eagles do well? Remind me again. They stuff the run. Like, there is so many false narratives around the NFC. Anyway, you want to go to the Cowboys? Do we, do we really want to talk about this team as, a, as an NFC favorite to make the Super Bowl? I mean, you have Dak Prescott, game manager, uh, Zeke, Zeke Elliott on a six-game suspension, who's great and makes a whole offense tick. Tyron Smith battling a groin and back problem, RIP in peace. Um, that offensive line is not nearly as good as it was last year. Des Bryant's not the same player he was. That defense without Sean Lee, uh, a poor run out for Sean Lee, although every year I can't wait to see the tweet. <clears throat> can't wait to see the tweet uh, that Sean Lee is hurt because it's, it's, it's every single year that Sean Lee gets hurt, and I just wait for the tweet. And every time I see the tweet that Sean Lee has, a, you know, a hamstring problem or a shoulder problem, I crack a beer and say, well, there goes the Cowboys season. Now, last year he stayed healthy, and they made the playoffs, which isn't shocking. Sean Lee is phenomenal. But the fact that they can't find, like, any like they can't find any kind of depth to to get some help when Sean Lee goes out. Like, they haven't they – ha- they don't have a contingency plan for when Sean Lee goes out. It's just fu- – it's just – it's hilariously inept. That coaching staff is hilariously inept. Maybe the front office is too. Like I saw the funniest tweet I ever I saw over the weekend was how like the Eagles mortgaged everything to go up and, car, and get Carson Wentz, and they still have ten times better depth than the Cowboys have, and they drafted their quarterback in the fourth round. It's hilarious. So the annual Sean Lee injury happened. The Cowboys have crumbled since then. It's not surprising. And I drink a beer every time Sean Lee. Uh, I, I get the tweet that Sean Lee is, is officially out. But, like, man, the false narratives around the NFC are just getting out of control. Um, the, the, the teams in the NFC are, are so they are a full tier below this Eagles team. The Eagles can run the ball. They have an elite franchise quarterback. They have the receivers. They have the tight end. They have the offensive line. They have the defensive line that wreaks havoc. They're getting Ronald Darby back. Oh, my God. We're getting Ronald Darby back. We're getting a legit number one corner. We've been playing with Rasul Douglas and Jalen Milsha the last nine weeks, which, like, they're playing fine, but we're getting a legit one back, which is super fun. Um, yeah, just, like, we're, we're stop making up false narratives. Shed the Negadelphia because it's, it's, it's over. It's over. We have the quarterback. We have the quarterback, and we have the line. Those days are over. I want them to stop. 
right now. So I started a mailbag and I started a mailbag because I want to make you all more a part of the show. Um, and I think it's funny. Like I think counterpoint is a, is a different kind of show where we, <laughs> we talk about like ridiculous things. And I think the mailbag would be fun. Like, like I think would you rather's would be funny. Just like things I would, I would find funny relating to the Eagles. And, um, like, I mean, some people, some, some listeners stepped up, but tell you what, disappointed a lot of you, but I mean, I guess not all of you follow me on Twitter and I guess all of you don't follow me on or follow BGN radio or, or John Barchard. But if you want to, uh, get in on the mailbag, just send an email to counterpoint mailbag at gmail.com. That's gonna be that's gonna be the 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 email for the mailbag, and every week we'll open that mailbag and <laughs> and see what's in it. Uh, so for the first, it's a, it's a little trial run. Like we're in the, we're in the trust tree here. If it, if it doesn't sound great, I mean it's the first one. I mean, does the first counterpoint sound that great? Probably not. But um, the mailbag, we're gonna, we're gonna give it a shot because I think it'd be fun. And uh, let's let's uh, let's give it a shot here. Now some of the questions, the first couple questions were were pretty serious. Which is fine. I mean, I'm not an idiot. Like, I know you don't really listen to me for my football takes, even though they're pretty good. Like, I've been pretty spot on with my football takes. But uh, you're more here for for entertainment. But let's let's check out this this email from uh, Eric Durr. Jack, honest question: What are people watching when they say Dak is better than Wentz? I've been a Wentz skeptic since we traded for the number two pick, but there's no way on earth people can legitimately believe that Dak is a good quarterback. Every time you watch him, he's throwing the ball out of bounds, forcing the desert, hitting Whitner, Cole, Rat, Bastard, Weasley, Beasley. Uh, the guy just thinks. So seriously, what are people like Fahey thinking? Honest question. Congrats on the engagement. Thank you. And keep up the good work. I'll try. I can't promise you anything with that, but I'll try. Um, so I think you're underselling Dak a little bit here. But yeah, like the people who say that Dak Prescott is better than Carson Wentz, like they must be watching a different sport because it's not a, it's not a real opinion. Like Carson Wentz has to dictate everything at the line and he's doing it with marginal running back talent until Jay Ajayi showed up and he was doing it without real receivers until until this year like last year DGB thank god those days are over uh Jordan Matthews oh my god how are we gonna replace Jordan Matthews he's so good uh Nelson Aguilar who was garbage last year like so (laughs) so once had a pretty good rookie season for missing his right tackle uh and those trash receivers and Brian Matthews and whatnot. And now Dak loses his left tackle and his running back. And now he looks like shit against the Falcons. Like the, Dak has been, Dak was thrown into just about the most perfect situation a quarterback could walk into. I mean, Tony Romo would do wonders with that offensive line if he, if he just stayed healthy. Um, Dak is a, is a very good game manager. He's accurate. He's smart. But like Key and Fahey legitimately compared him to 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 Peyton Manning, and like like fuck off, dude. And you know he just does this this bullshit. And he, he even said the other day on Levitard's show, he's like, yeah, no, no question, I would take Dak over Wentz. Like what? Like <laughs> like how? Da- like Wentz is the is a franchise quarterback. He is the franchise quarterback. You if you're looking for a franchise quarterback, he's the one. His arms got he's he's even gotten better since week one. Like he's turned into a different quarterback. Like the, I think the Panthers game 
was the turning point. Panthers game, phenomenal, and then it was just like this guy's this guy's arrived. Um, yeah, I I can, if you if you think if you think Dak Prescott's better than, than Carson Wentz, I'm sorry, you you just really don't know what you're watching. You just don't. I'm sorry. This one's from Zachary Allen. Jack, a couple questions. Over under, uh, Fahey admits he was wrong on Wentz week 18 of the 2018 season. So here's the thing with Kean is that he's wrong, and he won't admit he's wrong. And he's so deep into this whole fucking thing that he's never going to admit he's wrong. He's always going to find little things to complain about. Week 8 of 2018 season, I'm taking the, the, the over. He's going to win the he's going to Carson Wentz is going to win the Super Bowl. And and Kean is going to say, "Well, I mean, like he's basically Trent Dilfer." It's just how he rolls. It's how he rolls. It's a shame because like just admit you were wrong. We all we all admit we were wrong uh, sometimes. I would never. Um, what's his garbage narrative after Wentz outplays Dak in every way this Sunday? You know, I have never wanted anything more in my entire life than to see that. And he outplayed him last year. Like Dak Dak threw an interception that went right through Leo's Leotis McKelvin's hands to clinch the game for an Eagles for an Eagles win. Like last year's Dallas game was all on Doug Peterson. Like that's the reason they lost in Dallas last year. I have every confidence in the world that once he's going to go out and outplay Dak on, on on Sunday. But but Keen Keen just sees it differently. He just it's not that he sees it there. I don't, I I legit I just don't know what he's seeing. His his narrative is I might not be a next week's counterpoint podcast if he comes if Wentz outplays Dak and he comes out and says Dak is better. Like I it would make me so insanely mad. Um, but I assume he'll say something like it was the offensive line that allowed it to happen, and um, it's all on Zacherts. That's just about how I feel about with Keen. Okay, from Gene Hadzina. I want to maintain I want to maintain confidence in this season, but history always finds a way to punch me in the dick. The stars just keep aligning this Eagles season. Give me three reasons to believe this team is real, and we're not drinking the most delicious Kool-Aid ever. So, um, the reasons this Eagles team is real is they love each other. You know, we all laughed at Doug Peterson when he said we're going to put some loving on him, but that was important, and they've created this culture of Eagle football and how it's different. Like, Jay Jai came in here, and he's like, I'm so happy to be here. I've been on the, I've been on the opposing end of this for so many years. I'm just so happy to be here. And that's that's one reason to believe this team is real. Two, who's defending who who is blocking that that defensive line? Like that d- defense travels in, in the playoffs and in cold weather. Defense travels, defensive line travels. They're beasts. They have eight legit rotation pieces that you can just roll in and roll out that are that are that are downright dominant. I think that's that that's 100% a real reason to believe in this team because I think defense travels regardless of line Regardless of Vegas line, offensive line, weather, anything, I think defensive line travels, as you saw with the Giants in uh, 2011. So, um, and and third reason, <laughs> and it's Carson. Carson Wentz is is absolutely the third reason why you should believe in this team. The guy has gotten so good that we know um, he's not, he just he doesn't make mistakes anymore. He really doesn't. And uh, I think you should have all the confidence in the world that that that. He's the guy. Carson gives you a chance every single week to go out and win any single game. And we haven't had that since Donovan. And honestly, I would take one for Donovan. We've we've been there. Um, but I, the three reasons. The culture, the quarterback, the defensive line. I think all that translates to a very, very good team. Um, 
All right, this is going to Twitter. You can also tweet me if you want. I know not everyone who listens to podcasts is on Twitter and follows me, so that's why I set up the mailbag as well, John Barchard, you asshole. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, John. But, like, come on, man. You ripped me for starting a mailbag. Uh, I'm an old media guy. I'm an old head. I got engaged at 23. Mature, John. Mature. Anyway, um, so this is from at Jezatron, which is John of the Dead. Um... We, we go back and forth about about uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm all the time. And if you haven't watched Curb this season, I'm sorry. It's been great. Like, the first the first couple episodes weren't great, and it took a little bit to, to, to open up. But, man, the last three episodes are, are hilarious. And the one before this last one was about the accidental text on purpose. So, so, John of the Dead asks, if you were going to accidentally text on purpose anyone, who would it be and what would it say? So, for this one... I'm going to have to take people's phones because, I don't know, like a text from me, we're going to keep this Eagles. I got two for you. If I was to accidentally text someone on purpose, so I'm going to have Howie Roseman's phone, and I'm going to accidentally text Jeff Lurie, but really, it's meant for Joe Douglas. And I'm going to say, hey, Jeff, just want to say, I absolutely love... I absolutely love Joe Douglas. He has meant so much to this organization. He has been a savior to me. He has made me better. And that's important for the future of bringing a Super Bowl to Philadelphia. So that text is actually going to Joe Douglas. Boom. Joe Douglas is happy because Howie loves him. And now you have this beautiful marriage continuing. And then the Eagles are winning multiple Super Bowls. Because, listen, um, Howard Roseman's fantastic at, at, at negotiating deals and getting trades done. But the guy who is identifying this talent is Joe Douglas. And him going out and bringing Donnell Ellerby is very important to me because I just trust, I trust Joe Douglas with, like, every bit of my, of, my, <laughs> of my heart. So don't break my heart, Joe Douglas. I fully trust you. So just to keep that relationship happy and beautiful... I'm going to send an accidental text to Joe Douglas. My second one, I'm going to be Sashi Brown of the Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to accidentally text Kean Fahey. And I'm going to actually, no, I'm going to text my, no, no. I'm going to actually text, text Kean Fahey. It's, it's not going to be an accidental text on purpose. It's just going to be an ironic text. So I'm going to text Kean Fahey as Sashi Brown. I'm going to say, hey, Kean, um, love your work. We're having a lot of trouble uh, identifying quarterbacks here. We know you have a, an elite eye. We read all your work on pre-snap reads. Just you're so talented. Uh, love your accent. Uh, love that you're from Ireland. It's, a, it's an outsider's perspective. We already have Paul D. Podesta, who's a baseball guy. Now we're going to bring in an Irishman. So great. Uh, I hope you can board the next flight to Cleveland, and we can bring you in as a member of this front office. And then guess what? Kean's going to show up. And they're going to laugh in his face. And he's going to be so embarrassed. And fuck Kean all the time. And uh, yeah. So Sashi Brown with the fake text to Kean and Fahey to get him to come to Cleveland. And then gets to Cleveland. And the security guard makes fun of his accent. And he has to go back home. Even though he's paid for a whole flight. Boom. That's my second accidental text. Uh, what else do we have here? The final one here is just, it's just a statement. And I love it. It's from uh, Sean Lamont. At Sean is not okay. I hope you get okay, Sean. Uh, when it comes to superstitions, I last shaved the morning of the KC game. I haven't shaved since and won't until after the Super Bowl. Amen. Listen, we all have our superstitions, 
And I already explained to you guys that, you know, the Eagles are 8-1 and one as a non-engaged man. Now that I'm engaged, the Eagles lose two straight. I'm calling that off. I, we're in the trust tree. You trust me, I trust you. Trust me. I'll call it off. The Eagles Super Bowl is paramount. I went to Maine, and I canceled a bunch of hikes because I'm not dying when the Eagles are on this run. It's it's too precious, and it may never happen again. Uh, but that's going to do it. Oh, wait. Hold on. It's not going to do it yet. What's the line saying? So, minus three and a half. They're giving us minus three and a half? Like, uh, yeah. So, the Eagles are going to win on Sunday. Like, I was worried if this came out at one and a half or two that people will just hammer the Eagles. But I think three and a half is enough to where we don't know Tyron Smith's uh, you know, chances of playing yet. But even if he plays, he has a back and shoulder and, or he has a back and groin injury. Like, like we're fine there. Um, like three and a half, I think, is stealing money. And I think it's going to get up to like four or five by game time. And I don't care. Like, if, if it stays at three and a half, guys, I could not feel more confident in the Eagles winning on Sunday. Could not feel more confident. Um... So uh, what's the line saying is I'm feeling a, a nice, healthy Eagles beatdown in Dallas uh, coming off the bye week. Three and a half point favorites. If it was any less, or if, no, if it was under three, I would have been more concerned because I think there would have been enough public money uh, coming in. on. The, I think there would be a lot of public money coming on the Eagles, but I think three and a half is big enough to where it should even out on both sides, which is which is what you want. That's what, and that's the motto of this whole thing. We're, we're, we're sniffing out fishy lines and, and three and a half is not fishy to me. That is also saying that the Eagles are six and a half points better than the Dallas Cowboys, which is amazing. But I think three and a half is enough to where money should even out on both sides. But I don't think it's too much to worry about because I think the Eagles are the better team. And as we saw with Hadrian and Claiborne, uh, substitute in Brandon Graham, substitute in Derek Barnett, substitute in Vinny Curry, Chris Long, doesn't matter. Um, they're going to eat on Sunday, on Sunday Night Football. And please, Lord, please let Wentz outplay Dak and just shut this narrative up for once and for all. It would be so beautiful. Um, but I, I am fully confident. I This is how I'm feeling with this team. My chest is out. I have no reason to worry. Even if the Eagles lose, I have no reason to worry. Great teams lose. Super Bowl teams lose. But the quarterback gives us a chance every week. Shed, shed that Negadelphia brand off of you those days are over boom eagles win 30 to 20 on sunday night football that's it for the counterpoint podcast number 14 and we'll be back next week this is what your second record and it's the song you wrote uh yes i write most of